This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. Today we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen the Blues Brothers. It's true. I won't do it again. So, um, really the only trigger warning I have for this is there was about a thousand percent more Nazis than I could have wanted in this movie. Like, that was a total surprise. Just be on... I mean, I like that he, like, drove them off a bridge and they all had to jump in the water and they end up not winning. And that part is great. He dies at the end. But um, head Nazi. But uh, I was totally not expecting to see Nazis in this movie. That's all. It's like enjoy. So I I last watched the Blues Brothers when I'm like you know sixteen seventeen. I watched it you know many times then. But it's like when you enjoyed the Sound of Music as a child and you go watch it, like you forget there's Nazis in there. I watched until I was in maybe fourth or fifth grade mm-hmm. I have, I was not aware there was a separate storyline that was happening I just thought it was kids singing music yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. and then once you know you start learning about World War II and the Holocaust and you're like what the hell the is this musical <laughs> and the reason that dad's not around you know the whole occupation and all that. Anyway. Right. So, that's it for trigger warnings. Uh, th- now, there is violence in this, just but it's all car- it's so cartoon. It's carto- so cartoon. It's slapstick phys- physical violence. <laughs> they literally use cartoon sounds like boink when someone gets hit in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so, what three things did you expect from this movie? I expected that Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi are blues musicians. Okay. I did know they're on a mission from God. You did already know that. I did. And I expected a road trip. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it has the feeling, that's what's weird about this movie. It definitely has this feeling of a road trip, but they never get more than, I think they, Elwood says it's only, it's 109 miles to Chicago. Yeah. From where they are. Which is not that far away. Although when they go to uh, Bob's country bunker, Mm -hmm. you have the idea, the feeling that he, they must be, they must be in, I don't know, Kentucky. Uh, That's, that's your neck of the woods. I don't know. I don't know too much about exactly, but the, um, the, the big show at the very end takes place north of Chicago. Okay. 109 miles north of Chicago and that lake, whatever. Palace, Royal Royal Palace. Oh, the Royal Palace Hotel, but it's by some lake. They name the lake. Oh, right, they do. Right, so it's not like Lake Michigan. It's not, you know. Anyway. So, um, I was kind of neutral on it. I gave it three stars because I didn't really know what at all to expect from it. Okay. Fair enough. What was your one sentence IMDb 
You're giggling to yourself. Oh, what man. is your description of this movie? Okay, just to clarify, yeah. I, I did know they're on a mission from God, so that influences... Why do, why do you know this? Two undercover angels sing the blues <laughs> as they travel across the country, helping people along the way. Their mission is to go across the country, helping people along the way. That's their angels... God sent them down I, to do... That's that's where my mind was going. I'm not arguing with you. But I'm wondering, what, did you just guess that they're on a mission from God? Or no, did I, you... I've heard enough people say that. Okay, yeah. That I think I finally asked someone one time, like, where does that come from? And they told me, oh, it's the Blues Brothers. Haven't you ever seen it? No. Until now. Until now. So IMDb tells us that the Blues Brothers, a 1980 film... Rated R, 133 minutes long, Jiminy Pete. That is an hour longer than it needed to be. Now, well, 90 minutes would have been good. 90 I always say, you, you start making me laugh, I'm not going to laugh for more than 90 minutes. That's it. That's all I got in me. Adventure, comedy, and crime. I wonder if someone oh who loves God. crime movies knows nothing about it. Goes, oh, let me pick this one. So, they say about this movie, Jake Blues, just out of prison, puts together his old band to save the Catholic home where he and his brother Elwood were raised. Boom, you got the plot. That's another thing I love about this movie. Like, it's a simple plot. It's, it's an A to B adventure. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Go solve it. Right. I agree. I did not expect prison to be involved at all. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're on a mission from God. Uh, God well, doesn't look kindly on prison. Well, he, I mean, Jesus some, did consort with the, with the criminals and the. Well, I mean, you you see the you literally see the lights. We'll get to oh, that. Oh, true, true. You, yeah, you see what I'm saying. Um, their last name is actually Blues. I yeah. did not expect that. I thought it was just because they are blues musicians. And they were, yeah. Yep. So, so was your TV guide summary right? Oh, wait, no. Uh, oh, one other thing that I want. So my opinion has changed. Okay. I was really leaning towards giving it like four and a half stars. Okay. But it was wow. just too long. It was. At the and end there, they were just so interested in those long chasing. Sorry. And some of the people in the movie, they're great musicians, but they're not so great at acting. And so the way they were delivering their lines, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's just he's just there because he can play the trombone or whatever. Every one of those guys in the band, that's their real, like, stage name. Like, Oh, I saw when we got to the end and they were doing, like, here's who is who. They're real. Yeah, they're all real. Uh... Now, there's exceptions, right? Like, when... When um, when Ray Charles, proprietor of Ray's Music Exchange, uh-huh. like when he's on screen, I'm like, I don't care, I don't care about your acting. You're Ray Charles. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I did. I say I did end up giving it four stars because I did. Sorry. I did like it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like it as much as a as a five stars. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it because I think I think you've watched the movies from my end have been you've not enjoyed yourself very much. <laughs> so I'm glad you've enjoyed yourself. So, 
I mean, was your was your um, summary right? A little bit. I think yeah. we went over that. Yeah, a little. I mean, they weren't undercover angels. Um, they did sing the blues. They traveled, although not across the country. But it definitely has the spirit. I think that's what and, I was yeah, trying to say. Yeah. There's that spirit of it. Because it's like, okay, first we got to get the band back together. That means convincing all these guys. So we got to go all these different places and meet all these different people and have all these different exchanges the way that a road trip movie works. Let me tell you that the darkest moment in this movie for me was Uh-oh. when they're talking about getting the band back together and they're driving and then we see the Nazi rally. And I'm like, please don't tell me one of these one of these flippin' musicians is now a white supremacist, and now we're gonna have to deal with all that crap. Oh no, we're gonna have I to have the. I was like, this is not gonna go well if if we one have... of those dudes is from the band. <laughs> Listen, Jakey, we gotta convince the horn section to not be Nazis no more and be in the band. <laughs> That would have been really weird. That would have That's been. That's so funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to oh, laugh. Oh, man. Especially when they, like, zoomed in on one of the guys, and I'm like, oh, that's him. That's the guy they got to convince. Like, they and zoom in on the leader, and then there's that random guy who's, yes. like, the, 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 the number two. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It, to me, I'm just like, oh, okay. They're, like, it, as I'm, you know, rewatching it after many years, uh, I'm thinking, okay, they're collecting all of these enemies against them. You know, here's the new enemy. Here's another enemy. Yeah, they really just did collect enemies left and right. That's so like funny. <laughs> But they always escaped unscathed because they're on a mission from God. All right, it doesn't matter if a terrorist blows up your building. You're going right. to just walk out of the rubble. Um, and by terrorist, I think you mean the amazing Carrie Fisher. Do, I, do we want to talk about her now? <laughs> I loved her so much. Like, no explanation. Don't know her name. She's just this lady with a um, with an axe to grind. And with access a, with to a, a, a wide flame variety. Thrower, <laughs> wide variety method. A rocket launcher. <laughs> a semi-automatic rifle. Like... I think she had an M16 there. That's a fully automatic weapon. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, I wish she was back and that she still had access to those weapons because General Leia would kick some serious ass. Yeah, I mean, look, she eventually, she essentially is playing a, a rebel. She is. She's still part of the Rebel Alliance, and even in this movie. <laughs> and I have a couple of questions on that aspect as well is okay apparently jake is john belushi right yes jake was at some point engaged to be married to her yeah they got the whole everything was they they were about to walk down the aisle and he jilted her a when did that happen because he's been in prison for three years and b if it if he was Going so far as to get married, why would his brother not know about it? I get the impression, and this is just my guess, I don't really know. My impression is, the way they go, they would just dust themselves off after almost blowing up and go, okay, we gotta get to the diner or whatever. They would just move on and not address what just happened. Uh-huh. I think they both know what just happened. They both know that it was his jilted lover I think it was right before he went in the joint, because I think he meant. She mentioned years ago, 
she mentioned, you know, years ago, blah, oh. blah, blah. And it might have it might have had something to do with him being incarcerated. I'm not sure. But um, I just think he's like, you know, a flaky musician. Mm-hmm. And just flaked out on her for God knows what reason. We don't get any information from him. He, he's just... Not even her name. <laughs> we never get her name. Mm-mm. She's billed as mystery woman in the credits. He doesn't refer to her as something. He calls her like babe or sweets or something like that. Sweetheart, yeah. And then she almost, and that was the one time I was like, you're better than this, Carrie Fisher. You know he's playing you. And he was playing her. Mm. Yeah, and like Elwood has no faith that this that Jake's plan is going to work to just beg. He puts his he puts his head down, waiting (laughs) waiting to die, (laughs) which is really funny. That would have been a different movie, but more about... And then she becomes the hero. Yes. (laughs) So let me tell you, when they went to Bob's racist dance hall or whatever that was. (laughs) Bob's country... (laughs) Bunker. 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 Uh, (laughs) When I say that as soon as I finished writing... So the good old boys just never show up. I dotted the question mark and the Winnebago comes rolling up. (laughs) I mean, literally, not literally as in figuratively, literally as in literally. I was like, where are these guys? Why are they not coming in here? Raising hell. I think all musicians are like, you know, stereotypically and forever late. And if they're more popular and more in demand, they're going to be later and less interested in showing up on time. Especially like Lauren since Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the the lead singer of of the Good Old Boys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. S- says that he's the Winnebago driver. Uh huh. He's a lead singer in Winnebago Driver. So I'm like, okay, yeah, you have all this, you know. You're so pompous. You're going to show up three hours late, and we're all still going to be waiting in Bob's Country Bunker. Mm hmm. But no. Yeah, like, and I had that thought as well. It's like, doesn't he see there's no cars in the parking lot anymore? Like, people left. There's no one here for you. (laughs) And something else, like, I think the humor started kind of, well, not, I guess it didn't start slow. But, like, it escalated in ridiculousness throughout the movie to, like, they've got... Half the Chicago police force all on the lookout for these two guys. And they had, what did they say? The the use of unnecessary violence is approved. <laughs> yes. Has been, you know who said that? Who? A person from uh, the Illinois Department of Investigation. <laughs> like it's not the F or Bureau of Investigation. It's not the FBI. It's the IBI. I see the Illinois Bureau of Investigation. They're so important. It was just like <laughs> the the number of cars. There had to be at least thirty cars, and then they would all crash together. But then there would be thirty more cars, and then all of those cars would crash together. And like I. I like I like watching car crashes, especially nobody got hurt. Like very, everybody always got away unscathed, no very, injuries. Very cartoony. Um, so I just appreciated how more and more ridiculous it got. And then at the very end, when they finally pay the taxes, 
and the guy slaps the handcuffs, and it's just like and everybody like a, and their dog aiming their gun a right at them. Guns in one room. So yeah, th- uh, <laughs> this movie figures out how to be really funny with cars. You know, like when the Bluesmobile, when Elwood gets like upset that Jake doesn't love the new Bluesmobile. So he guns it, and he goes over that bridge that's like, you know, a, a bridge that separates right. to let boats through the river. Like, he jumps it to show him, like, look, this is so powerful. We got uh, cop suspension, cop tires, a cop motor on this car. His accent is so is so over the top. It's so lovingly. We're on, on a mission from God. We're on God. a mission from God. God. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> Minnesota. So, Although it's Chicago. Uh, Chicago. 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 Uh, they drive through the mall. I won't do I won't do everything like in that accent. So they drive through the mall to avoid the cops, which is just so absurd. It's so absurd. Ridiculous. The cops are gonna <laughs> And this is another thing, like as an adult, like as a now an adult, I've never really watched this movie as an adult. Like a cop car is going to crash through the wall of a Toys R Us? What I wondered during that scene, I have I have more to say about that once we get to a different segment. But okay. um, is that how you know how you can pay for like placement ads where it's like, okay, Toys R Us, <laughs> give us a thousand dollars for the movie, and we'll put your we'll put your name in one of the big scenes of the movie, right? And don't tell them we're gonna crash our car into your store. It's still right. advertising, and they talk about it like. Oh, here's the such and such. Oh, that wasn't here the last time I was here. You know what I mean? This mall's got everything. Yes. Baby clothes. The new Chryslers are even out now. Pants. Pants were mentioned a few times. Pants. Pants and that. Look, uh, pants and bagels. (laughs) Weird combinations of things. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, lots of car... (laughs) Lots of car jokes. I love that they were they were driving through an open, f- empty field promoting the show. I mean, the cows <laughs> cannot pay for a ticket. They don't. They don't have money. Like I, I understand that you want to reach everyone, and cows will probably appreciate your music. Your, of course. Your music. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm not going along with that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. I laughed at that. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> so let's see. How did you like the preacher of the <laughs> of the church that they were directed oh, to? Oh, James Brown. I forgot. Like that's so amazing. The, the the amount of amazing stars of like rhythm and blues and jazz that they have in this movie is is incredible. And after, because you had told me that Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan is in was the choir. In it. it was the one they kept zooming in on when she had like the, like, the soloist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. By the way. Uh, James Brown, if in a parallel universe, is definitely a preacher. Oh, yeah. And probably lived a little cleaner and is probably still alive. Just I'll, I'll just put that out there. So uh, regarding uh, the other stars of uh, rhythm and blues and jazz, we got Cap, literally Cab Calloway. Mm-hmm. How, what? 
That's amazing. Aretha Franklin Man. as the maid. Maid, not maid. I'm sorry. She is the she is the diner owner. Yeah, she's the owner, but she also is a. Um, um, she is a server. Yeah. She works behind the counter. Um, yeah. If if Aretha Franklin was telling me to think about what I was about to do, I would stay there with Miss Aretha Franklin and do whatever she told me to do. Like, I would not want to cross one Miss Franklin. That that just seems like a very bad idea. Better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. How do they get her in that outfit, though? That's what I want to know. Listen, I don't know. It must have involved a lot of money because I have never seen Aretha Franklin in anything other than sparkly dresses and expensive furs. Absolutely. With her glorious rack out to <laughs> in here okay like right. well she could you gotta have all the air to like sing we've we've had the talk about the big bosom singers before she, she's gesturing virginia is <laughs> now gesturing to 50 percent of the center of her body but okay yeah <laughs> well you know you know how dan Aykroyd actually did convince her how one sentence we're on a mission from Gab. No. Uh, no. That wouldn't work with her. What? <laughs> she she probably has a hotline to God, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman, okay? That's correct. <laughs> that was a terrible... So would you say, speaking of all of the musicians who are in it, Mm-mm-mm. you mentioned while we were watching it, is John it Lee in Hooker. fact... I didn't mention John Lee Hooker before they went into that diner, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it a musical? Yeah, that's that's. I, it's kind of it kind of music. It's definitely musical. I think it's a musical in the same way that like burlesque is a musical. It's not a musical in the way that like Grease two or Grease or um, that where where the songs like sort of drive. I guess drive the storyline like in in. In lieu of dialogue, you have a, sto- a song to move the story forward. Yeah. Which is not the case here. You still have the songs, but you could take all of the songs out. It'd be a more boring movie. Yeah. But it would still work. Um, so they're, the songs are sort of background to the story itself instead of an integral part but, of it, maybe? But the song... But the mo- The plot of the movie is about music. It's about... The band saving the the orphanage, so it's it is integral in that in that way. It's that's true. It's unique to the story. Like, I guess I just see we haven't. Well, you haven't watched Burlesque, right? No. Where it's basically a bunch of musical numbers, where they're trying to save the Burlesque Club. Or the spoiler. So. Right? I don't really because it's performances. I guess maybe that's what it is. The band is performing, the singers are performing. Yes. It's not. It's not. Let's just break out in song and start dancing. Like when we watch, um, you know, a good analogy or a good um, um, equivalent might be the movie Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Where it's about this woman who wants to get into musical theater, essentially. Right. She yeah. So she's breaking out in these theater, you know, musical theater songs, and th- this these blues guys. Guess what? 
<laughs> they're gonna break out into song sometimes when it's appropriate. Like when they see the light. <laughs> oh my gosh! Speaking of which, I didn't even realize. So we turn the uh, we have the. Um, Subtitles. Subtitles on all the time. I think everyone, regardless of their level of, you know, regardless of their needs, should have it on because I never knew that the 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 chorus, the the heavenly chorus, like those going hallelujah, also said the band. <laughs> they say that, and that's how he gets the idea. The the, the Lord Himself from the heavens tells him. Go and put the band back together. I mean, that's a pretty direct message. Because <laughs> I just thought, oh, he's just getting hit with this light and just thinking, oh, I just have an idea now. It's the band. But no, they literally said the band. I can I can stop uh, getting excited about that. No, I, I want to hear what you have to say <laughs> before we move on to the Bechtel test. Oh, I have a couple more. Oh, we want to move on to the Bechtel test? Okay. No, I just, I liked it. I just had a few things that I have already mentioned because I was sure you'd have more to talk about. So, <clears throat> let's see. Mm-mm-mm. So the line, there's two lines in this movie that are like, very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> One of them is, did you get my cheese whiz, boy? <laughs> and he just pulls it out of his back pocket or something. That's another thing. Like, the cartooniness of this. Like, Elwood El just produces things from behind his back or inside his jacket the way that um, Bugs Bunny does. <laughs> like, Bugs Bunny will produce a, a, a sledgehammer that's two times his own body. Uh-huh. Also, we have 11... We have 11 people in the band. I think it's 11. And we only have two cars. They're big cars, mind you. Mm -hmm. But there's no trailers. There's just these two trunks to fit all of these horns and amps and, you know, guitars. That big giant organ. Uh All fit in the back of these cars. So it's like there's this cartoon space. Right. Where, like, anything can be, like... Like a clown car. Compressed down... (laughs) Like, everything is reducible. Right. (laughs) In a cartoon. So, my dad would say, did you get my cheese whiz, boy? He would say that, like, all the time when I'm a kid. But this movie came out when I was six, and I didn't ever see the... I didn't see the movie until I'm, like, 13 Mm -hmm. or so. So, I didn't understand the reference for a long time. So, I'm watching the movie going, oh, that's where this is from. (laughs) Another one that's like that is when John Candy's character, it's kind of a tense situation because he's like, what is he, uh, the head of the police or the chief of police or whatever? Something like that. He's, he seems to be in charge of the, the state troopers, right? So he sits down at a, at a table and he goes, you want orange whip? Who wants orange whip? Orange whip? Orange whip? And then like <laughs> he makes this circle, circle motion with his index finger in the air uh-huh. and he goes, three orange whips. I find myself, I find myself, (laughs) I find myself saying that. Orange whip, orange whip, three orange whips. (laughs) So um, we can move on to the Bechtel test, but I just want to say one thing. It's a little controversial. Okay. John Landis directed this movie. That's not controversial. John Landis killed three people. Oh, in the Twilight Zone incident, huh? Yep. Now, I understand that... Director John Landis was found innocent. 
in on May 29th. Innocent 19, or not guilty? He was found innocent. Mm. Um, to being criminally charged for the deaths on set of three people. Vic Morrow, uh, Mika Din Lee, if she was seven years old, and Renee Shin Lee Chin, six. Um, they were both killed on set by um, an out of, well, it was described as an out of control helicopter. Uh, where, so John Landis was, it was said that when he was on set on July 23rd, 1982, he was ordering that the helicopter wasn't close enough to the action. So uh-huh. it was supposed to be when, like, a Vietnam getting, you know, getting people out. Right. Sort of situation. I don't I don't know. I've never seen I have a problem with watching with watching actual like if there's real harm that's been done, I have a hard time watching I don't want to see real violence and death happening. Mhm. So I've never I've never seen the scene, but anyway, John Landis was said to have said that he's unhappy with how close the helicopter was to the scene and wanted it to be to look more dynamic. Mhm. And that's when the helicopter the helicopter went out of control and killed those. The pyrotechnics went off early, I believe. Was it pyrotechnics and, and not it, the helicopter? It, no, the pyrotechnics okay. went off early, and because the helicopter was so low, it um, it ignited like the rear propeller or something. Okay. Caught, and that's what caused it to go out of control is because the back of it was on fire. Oh, I see. I'm almost certain. No, no, I yeah, I don't I don't know that much. Um, I don't know that much about it, obviously. But yeah, I, I think that I understand that he was he was found he, he was found innocent or not guilty. I guess it says both things here. Mm. Um, he was found not guilty, but I mean, you're the director. The director, I think, should have responsibility for what happens on his set. I agree. And if it's not, if you're not in control of what happens on your set, then you're you failed as a director. Yes. I think a lot of directors do a, th- a lot of things that they think and can get away with um, until something tragic like this happens and then people want to brush it under the carpet so that we don't think about it. Yeah, so but that's why I bring it up because I think we should. I agree. He's also accused of um, sexual misconduct by... By women. I believe his son is as well. Okay. So it's a pretty terrible family. Yep. Moving on to more terribleness, would you like to talk about the Bechdel test? Well, considering that I know that uh, the mystery woman, Carrie Fisher, never is never named, right. let alone ever contacting anyone else right bob's wife maybe might be the only other female she is okay so there's there's <laughs> oh the, wait the penguin of course aka <laughs> sister mary stigmata <laughs> that's so ridiculous um there's carrie fisher who is unnamed yes. aretha franklin was unnamed and then she was unnamed too she in the credits she's just like diner owner or something oh. like that um, and then the bartender, Bob's wife, at the bar, he says, "Hey Claire, get him some beers or something." Mm. Like, so Claire and the penguin are named, 
But, of course, they never talk to each other. So, right. bail, boom. There, I had hoped to see at least a few more women, I guess, but such is life. I mean, it was 1980, and it was the blue scene. and I mean, there's there's explanations. Not really excuses. I guess there's explanations. Mm-hmm. So, there are a couple of pop culture references that I now understand. I have the context for we're on a mission from God. Like <laughs> That's good. And I didn't realize he said it so sort of obsessively. Not really obsessively, but he mentions it a lot. Well, whenever he's challenged, like, well, what do you think you're doing? Like, why are you bothering me here in my restaurant? We're on a mission from God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's his go-to. It's his go-to phrase. And um, when one of them says, we're 100 miles from Chicago, we have a full tank of gas, a half a pack of cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I don't ever hear that exactly, but you see a lot of that. Two people in a car, we're ready to get, like, we have this, this, and this, and here we go. So. Yeah. Can we talk about, like, the coolness of this? Like, is, to me... There's still a level of coolness to just these two guys in kind of matching suits and sunglasses and hats. It's just kind of cool. They're just kind of, you don't think they're just kind of cool guys? Well, I mean, I don't know what you mean by cool guys. Like in 1980, which is essentially the 1970s, they talk in this movie like, oh, all the. All the venues are all about disco and dancing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So disco is obviously out of fashion now. And to a certain extent, the blues doesn't mean very much to a lot, you know, mainstream, a mainstream audience anymore. Mm-hmm. Neither does jazz or rhythm and blues. Rhythm and, I mean, R&B is different from rhythm and blues. Like modern R&B, I think, is different from rhythm and blues. Like rhythm and blues from like the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, there's some things that are very dated in this, uh-huh. you know, uh, like Cab Calloway doing many of the mooch is a little, <laughs> might be a little, it's dated, but it's, but there's the coolness where you look at it and you go, that's just badass, like dressing like that and like, howdy, 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 ho. It's still cool. Like when you see Schwarzenegger in the full leather getup on the on the motorcycle. Does like black... that's the that's the moment. Yes. Does a I black think it would leather? Be more, I think it would be more iconic if at one point they both put on their sunglasses together. Like we're ready to go. Oh, that's they also said it's dark outside and we're wearing sunglasses. It's dark outside <laughs> and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Doesn't he say hit it or something like that? Something like that. Oh, and also, when, I guess, what was Cab Calloway singing? Minnie, let me tell you a story. (laughs) Minnie of the Mooch. It's called Minnie of the Mooch. Where um, they do this slow walk, like they're trying to do this sneaky walk. Which, of course, has been parodied in everything. I mean... Family Guy, just off the top of my head. Right. I think in their Star Wars thing, when like, all right, look cool, 
<laughs> Not that cool. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's where that comes from. Now, it might have its, you know, origination in some other... I see. You know. Because, like, Cap Calloway, he was, like, in the Cotton Club in the 1930s in Harlem. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm like, I think that's Cab Calloway, but how could that be? Yeah. Because in my mind, Cab Calloway was this, old, like, grizzled old man in the 1930s. So how could he be alive in the 1980s? It's one of those people, like, uh, Patrick Stewart and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Where you just get to be old forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're 21, you're... <laughs> have the demeanor of an older gentleman. Exactly. So, today's technology, the first thing I thought was there would be no car chase scene in the mall because nobody goes to malls anymore. Would it, well, well, yeah, you know, it would be in one of those, like, outside malls, which would be less exciting because it would just be, like, just a, a street of, you know retail outlets well and they've prepared for something like that because they have the barricade not the barricades but the um you know like the posts yeah outside of that that disallow larger encourage, vehicles yeah encourage pedestrian traffic and cut off and there's usually like you know uh cobblestones although the the uh the mall not too far from here highland mall they converted that to a campus of um, Austin Community College, so maybe really? they could, yeah, maybe they could go <laughs> through the college and so that still wouldn't be as exciting, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if there's an indoor space which would be as interesting. Um, also, when they run out of gas, they could just call roadside assistance or That's an true. Uber. That's true. I felt bad for Twiggy. She just got left at the motel. Oh, Twiggy was another woman that was in there, but she wasn't named. She was just woman in car or whatever. Another like, like another like amazing. Um, what do you call that? Cameo. Another yeah. amazing cameo. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, we have to tell everyone about our show tonight <laughs> right. so we can raise the money and it's like okay we'll put it on your twitter yeah you you call your, your facebook you call your friend who is who is a social media influencer right you know have them tweet about it it could be like firefest except better <laughs> you could have uh like elwood could be um you know friends with um like a kardashian or something uh-huh you know he might be friends with Kanye, maybe. I don't know much about the Kardashians. <laughs> well, I know that they're like, their whole job is to be social media influencers or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a very old man, and I shouldn't be speaking about such things. I always have to pause before I say it because it's either Kardashians or Kardashians, <laughs> which are two very different things. So... Although I did see a shirt once that said "Keeping Up with the Kardashians," Kardashians. and it was like the, the Kardashians <laughs> as Kardashians, like I the gray-skinned yeah. <laughs> aliens from Star Trek, which we should maybe say what that is. That's true. I forget. Not everyone loves Star Trek as much as me, which is a lot. So it is a it is a high bar. It's true. Do you have anything else to discuss? I just found this really fascinating. Um, that, you know, you're going to always want to promote your movie. 
Uh-huh. One of the ways they promoted this movie was by Dan Aykroyd and... John Belushi. John Belushi, thank you, toured as the Blues Brothers to promote this movie. And the band was made up by like most of who you see on screen. Uh, Duck Dunn, Steve uh, Cropper, Matt Murphy... And also one one person who wasn't in the Blues Brothers uh, movie, but in the band, and we haven't—I can't believe we haven't said this yet—but the Blues Brothers bit comes from Saturday Night Live. Like it, it comes. Oh, from I didn't a, know that. It comes from a version of something they did, uh, something that John and Dan did on on um, SNL. So Paul Schaefer was also was also in the oh, in the wow. band in the Blues Brothers band that toured, which I thought so was fun. So the um, the Blues Brother movie that came out in two thousand, I think with John Goodman and somebody, is that a is that a remake of the Ackroyd Belushi movie, or is it some kind of weird sequel? Or have you seen it? I don't know anything about it. Okay, well maybe we should. Well, we can't really put it on our list because neither one of us has seen it. Well, we Maybe we should check it out. Oh, my God. I hate you, Highway. Yeah, the the other versions of Blues Brothers, I just wasn't... I just wasn't it. Like as soon as as soon as John Belushi dies, like I I don't want to I don't want to know. I mean, you'd have to I'd have to be convinced that oh my gosh, no, it's great. Like the the Yeah. Anything that would come after is going to be great. If it's going to have Dan Ac- cuz I think Dan Aykroyd is in it. Isn't oh really? Dan Ac- is is Dan Aykroyd in it? All I remember is seeing the the movie poster for it and it's like two guys in the suits and it says Blues Brothers 2000. And there's there. a child dressed like them. Is I there? believe there's a child, yeah. I don't remember. A child involved, I do believe. But yeah, it's like to have to me it's almost like insert thing that's similar mm. <laughs> I sorry I can't think of a do like um like if Michael J. Fox was unable was physically unable to perform in a movie mm-hmm. and they're gonna do so he's like yeah I can't you know if he says I can't physically perform the things that I would need to do in a Back to the Future 4. Uh-huh. And they went ahead and made Back to the Future 4 with someone else like playing Marty or doing a Marty-like character. Like Return to Lonesome Dove with John Boyd. <laughs> of course. That's what I was reaching for. <laughs> Just like John Boyd. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to I don't want to see that. Gotcha. I guess. Anything else? That's it. So that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find a lot of other great shows there, so check those out. And as for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows that we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching King Kong. I don't know if that's the music. I just think that's the sound he would make. Thanks for listening. Now you listen to me. I love you, but I'm the man and you are the woman.
and I'll make the decision concerning my life. You better think about what you're saying. You better think about the consequences of your actions. Oh, shut up, woman. You better think. Oh, it's